Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. here at the Valley against the Northampton side on the back of uh, the 4-1 victory midweek against Portsmouth. They're all going to be on a high and they immediately go down the chart. Morgan with the corner. Still going to get something on it. Can force Kasky get there. Oh, it's been taken out. And Chart will have the penalty. That's a crude challenge and it can only be a penalty. You know, force to Cassie's going there. Oh, you know, honesty, iron the ball. And he has absolutely taken one right across the face. Washington steps up, right-footed, and scores! Coolly converted by Connor Washington to the goalkeeper's left. And Charlton have the lead. Just coming up to 65 minutes played at the Valley. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it probably wasn't as good as Ronnie's strike on Saturday, if I'm brutally honest. But it foxed the keeper, and that's all that matters. If you get the keeper stuttering or going the wrong way, which he did... The keeper wasn't certain, didn't pick one side or the other and make a dive early, waited for Washington. Uh, and like I said, it, was, it wasn't, you know, sweetly struck into the corner, but it boxed the keeper. He, he, didn't, he didn't make his guess. So it was a comfortable finish in the end. And we've, we've taken that, that lead, which I think is vitally important. Brings it down, looking for runners, provided by Miller on the overlap. Miller gets, uh, looks for Anike in the box again, finds him. Anike trying to cut it back, gets it back to Shinny, will take the shot, saved away by the keeper. Slammed in by Washington for Charlton's second. There's a great move on the left-hand side. Santa picking out Anike superbly. And the combination between Anike and Miller fashions the ball back to Shinny, whose shot was parried away by Mitchell. And Washington pounced. To grab Charlton second. And relax. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. What a great second goal in terms of relieving pressure for everybody. I mean, everybody in that fast stand, they're all up together clapping. And there's only, what, 30 over there, but they were all stood up, all clapping, because that has taken the pressure right off. Another one there will be nice. Marshall sends the ball into the end of the six-yard box. It is headed over, Ben Amos. And Ox uh, Northampton do have a goal back. Yeah, I need to see the replay of that. I mean, that's that's an incredibly good header. I mean, how, how he's managed to get in front of his man, head on it, and loop it towards the far post is beyond me. Falls upon your perfect skin. How much more time 
Referee Paul Howard will add, we wait and see. And the answer is absolutely none. As Amos's goal kick is sent into the air, the rarefied air that is a victory at the Valley, one we haven't seen for uh, a number of games, and it feels good. Come on home, so come on home, but don't forget to... So good evening and welcome to Charlton Love. This is the big match preview. On uh, My name is Louis Mendes. On this week's show, we'll be looking back at our first home win uh, since the uh, invention of time uh, against Northampton during the week. And of course, ahead to the uh, home game again uh, with uh, Shrewsbury uh, coming up on Saturday. We'll be hearing, of course, from Lee Bowyer. Uh, we'll also be hearing from a man called Tom Wallin. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you. Yeah, I wondered it... who you were going to announce then. Yeah, I was trying to think of something impressive you've done, but I couldn't think of anything, so I just said your name. Not a lot, really. As we just said, furthest I go from my house is Tesco at the moment. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, not a wild lifestyle. No, you're just missing an enthralling chat about which Tesco Tom goes to. <laughs> Homestale Road, if any stalkers uh, want to follow him, the one just outside Bromley. Uh, Saturday ma- morning, I'll be there. Yeah, a man who I'm sure now will be there is uh, Mr. Nathan Muller. How you doing, Nath? Hello, boys. Yeah, no, I've already, um, already got a reminder set every Saturday. Wake up at 5.30. Make sure I take uh, Tom's favourite flowers and meet him outside, outside the supermarket. So it's quite sweet, really. Yeah, I don't know how uh, you managed but... to fit that in around your, your job, but uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, on, uh, on this, uh, this week's big match preview, I mean, we just heard there uh, the, the goals from the Northampton game. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. As I said, we're going we're gonna to hear from Bo. Got a few tweets and emails uh, to come to as well as looking ahead uh, to that Shrewsbury game. But Tom, I mean, that, that Northampton one... Uh, got a bit nervy for the last the last minute or so, but I mean, what a relief to to finally get over the line, finally win a home game, and accidentally, I mean, I, I think we've actually started the run without even realising it now. Seven points from nine, one point outside the playoffs. Here we here we go, lads. Sure, yeah, I think uh, yeah, it was. We're it was one a good point outside the playoffs, Tom. I mean, uh, are we not back in it accidentally? I mean, I, mean I, we... I might reverse ferret my, uh, my my theory on us not being in it anymore. Yeah, we are back in it. Well, like to be fair, I never said we were out of it points-wise. I just didn't think we were good enough to get in it. Yeah, that's true. And I'm going to stand by that because I'm not going to keep flip-flopping just because we've won a few games. But yeah, you'll, you'll be embarrassed at Wembley. Exactly, and that's fine. I'll, I'll happily turn up at Wembley and be embarrassed. I think um, it was a much better performance, for sure. And if we keep putting performances like that in for the rest of the season, then then we are in with a good shout. Um, and I think we probably need to create a few more clear-cut chances. We dominated that first 15, 20 minutes, but didn't really create enough, as I say, clear-cut. Um, I'm not sure about the penalty, <laughs> I have to say, although the, the boys on comms said it was was a nailed-on pen. Um, but we, we dug in and, and we got a good result. And Nafe said a few weeks ago that we needed to go back to basics and... You know, digging deep and and not be too flashy. You know, just get the job done. And to be fair, over the last four or so games, I think we have done that. And it's not particularly exciting to watch, but at the moment, it's pragmatic and it's doing the job and it's it's been getting some results. But I mean, you you put out your tweet after the game about the fact that all I'm going to say is how bad the league is. But if it is, obviously, it does give that opportunity that if you can be slightly better, then you're in with a good shout and. Last few games, we've started to show a little bit more again. Yeah, is that is that how you see it, Nate? It is a little bit back to basics, you know. Two clean sheets in a row, nearly three other, other than that last minute header 
uh, for Lloyd Jones for, for Northampton. You know, we we have started to look more solid at the back again, and that's the one thing that you know I've been crying out for over the last few months when we've just given away goals willy nilly. Yeah, no, of course. Cool. So I think um, <clears throat> the last time I was on, I think it was just the Sunday before the Wigan game, and um, you know, I said I think for the next couple of games. Not tout myself as a manager or anything. Of course I ain't. But I think <laughs> I just said that we, we, need... we know you are. <laughs> I just said that we need, even if it means we play with a low block, which we more or less did against Wigan. It wasn't pretty. And the last few weeks, as Tom just said, it's not been pretty. But we've got back to basics. We've got more solid. Um, but I think to get to get rid of a, a bad run, you need to start at the back. So you work on your defence, then you move on to your midfield and then your forwards. That's the way you've got to do it. And I think that will come in time. But um, I'm with Tom. I still think, um, you know, over two legs can, of that top six, do I think, I know Bo's come out and said before that he's not scared of anyone, but there's being scared of someone and knowing that, are we really good enough? Um, and again, I'll be the same to be embarrassed at Wembley. Um, but I just think there's better teams at the moment. Um, but if we win the next three games and we go into a difficult, very difficult April and May, um, there's every possibility because, you know, winning breeds confidence and confidence breeds results and it's an endless cycle. Um, and the same goes the other way when you're losing games. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's good that we've, you know, we've, we've gone back to basics. We don't look as though we're going to concede every time we score. Uh, concede every time we score, concede when an opposition go forward. But it's gone from the flip side where we was going to, concede every time but we look like scoring every time as well whereas now we've gone the opposite um which is the building blocks and as tom said uh we just need to focus keep that going keep the basics right and then focus in the final third because um we, we've just got to get that balance right which I, which i think we've had um of attack and defense and Bradley mentioned it good on um on comms on tuesday is is the risk and the reward element and that's what we've got to get right and in the last three games we've got it right and and uh we, I mean, apart from the penalty, we could have got nine out of nine, but it would have been an absolute travesty if we won that game. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's all it's all, all bodes well for the next three games, but we can only focus on the next game. And if we t- end up finishing the top six, it's 90 minutes, you know, well, it's 180 minutes over two games in the semis, but anything can happen. But yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, certainly. Um, the, the, the game itself, Tom, not... First half, it wasn't it wasn't the most exciting, you know. I think we, we again we looked a bit brighter, but we weren't creating the chances as you said. And and the actual breakthrough came, you know, quite late on, you know, sort of midway through the second half. The penalty, what would you reckon, Jack Sowerby's uh, challenge on, on Jake Forster Kasky? When I first saw it, you well, you think well, it could well be a penalty because Jake Forster Kasky seemed to be getting somewhere first and and got ploughed into by Salby, who was nowhere near the ball. But at the same time, you could argue that Forster Kasky was nowhere near the ball as well. Um, you know, Boya said it was was a sure thing. The commentator, commentators said it was a sure thing. Um, when, uh, you know, reading today that the, the, the Referees Association had apologised to, to to John Brady, the, the Northampton caretaker manager, about the decision. So maybe they've looked back at it and decided maybe it shouldn't have been a penalty. But it's one of those ones where, you know, sometimes I think, yeah, that's a stone warning. And sometimes I think, actually, Jake Forster Kasky's done as bad as he has. He just hadn't jumped as high. Yeah, I think when I first heard the referee's whistle, I assumed he was giving a free kick the other way. And I don't know whether that's because I didn't think it was a pen or just because I'm a Charlton fan and I don't expect us to get the luck. But having seen the replays again, I can see I can see both sides of the argument. But for me, it wasn't a penalty um, and, and we got a bit lucky. Um, 
you see kind of Harry Kane, the the backing in that he does to players all the time and seems to, you know, get in trouble sometimes and get free kicks other times. I think Jake obviously hasn't done it intentionally in the same way, but it was the same thing. He was kind of underneath the player and you could easily have seen it given a free kick against him, but I'm not going to complain. We got the penalty. It's a shame Ronnie wasn't on. I would have loved him to have another opportunity uh, to try and right the wrong from, from uh, the weekend, but... Connor, obviously, our designated penalty taker, and you have confidence in him every time he steps up, don't you? Because he's obviously got a fair few goals this season now, which which is brilliant. And um, yeah, it it was annoying because we have played well up to that point, I think. And and as I said earlier, and as you just referenced, we we just hadn't really created enough. And I was just starting to get to that stage of the game where I felt we were a little bit one dimensional, and it's the one. One issue I have of us when we play Stockley is we do tend to resort slightly to lumping it to him. And in the first half, we weren't doing that a lot. And in the second half, because we hadn't created too much, they were just starting to do that. Um, But the penalty really just got us in front, obviously. And and from then on, like Nafe says, at that point, we started to be a bit more confident. Whereas when we've been in that bad run, we've scored and we've immediately looked vulnerable and we didn't until obviously right at the end when we conceded, we looked like we were going to kick on and get another, which obviously we went on to do. And um, that's the thing that gives me confidence going into these games now because, as Nave said, winning breeds confidence. So hopefully they can kick on now. Mm, yeah, and it's funny, isn't it, what, what Brownie said, Nave, about the, the penalty. Probably, I, I'd agree with Brownie. So it, it, we didn't hit it anywhere near as well as Ronnie's one. Uh, over the weekend, but it, that's just the way the cookie crumbles uh, sometimes. Got his second, Connor Washington, um, you know, and Bo, Bo was full of praise for him afterwards. And, you know, we've always spoken about how hardworking he is. Sometimes, you know, not everything comes off for him. He's he, he's a, a League One striker, but he, he does a lot of hard running off the ball. And, and uh, you know, I think uh, people forget he's our second highest scorer. He's nearly in double figures now. I think I think he's up to nine now after that game. So, you know, he's, he's been an asset to this side and, um, you know, pleased for him to, to get those two goals. Yeah, of course. I think he is an important. I think he offers something different. <clears throat> I think both touching on his post-match in terms of his agility and his movement. Um, and Tom mentioned it earlier about Stockley. I mean, you said it numerous times, as much as Stockley's been great since he's been here, it does seem um, an easier option. Um, instead of someone being brave on the ball and getting in the getting on a ball in a tighter area, you can just hit it long and then it's not your responsibility anymore, which was which started to happen in that bit of a run. Um, no one had confidence. Um, and in the first half against Northampton, it was like the, the roles reversed. Stockley couldn't get in the game because everything that was coming out wide to Miller, Stockley was trying to run the channels and everything that was going long was sticking, but it was sticking with Washington. So it was it was like roles reversed. And then the second half is when obviously we started going a little bit more direct, but going in the channels instead of to Washington's chest. Um, and there was a couple of times where Washington got in, uh, got in behind them. So, um, but yeah, no, I'm pleased with Connor. Um, I think on his day, he's he's better. In my opinion, he's better than League One. Um, but you've got to play to his strengths and going long to him and going direct isn't really going to work unless you go long to Stockley and the header or the flick from Stockley goes on the path to Connor. And the amount of times that you do try that, you're not. it's not going to be a 100% success rate all the time. Um, so I think sometimes you need to, you know, uh, change it up. If we do go make it go out wide with Albion, who had a great game on Tuesday, and, and Miller, is when you see Connor coming off the shoulder and doubling up. Um, and I think we do that a lot better. And I think when you play Chucks and Jaden together, 
I think what you can have is all that the opposition defence do, they'll just step forward another 20 yards. Because no, they're not going to go in behind them. So then you're relying on the knockdowns and I think that's when we get compressed in the middle. Um, but I think, yeah, it's, it, he's a great player for us. I think he gives us a lot of different dimension and it gives both something different. I just think at the moment, I don't really know where where Ronnie fits in. But for me, I think Connor does have to start every week because um, I think we can get a bit too predictable if we just start with Stockley every time or you know just hit, at, hit him and Chucks with the long ball. So it just gives a... a a defence thing to think about about not everything being played in front of them it gives them something to think about and beyond yeah certainly does um, I mean it, where, where does Ronnie fit in because I guess for him he, he gets his minutes off the bench doesn't he but uh, it makes it harder and harder for him especially when he's not really getting too many chances in terms of shots on goal which which I don't think he has had recently uh, other than of course the, the the penalty so it's going to be harder and harder for him to sort of build up ahead of steam and um, one player that was mentioned there Tom Albie Morgan uh, you know, he'd it, been left out in the cold last four games. Literally, not even been in the match day squad. But Bo, you know, he know he knows he can trust him to do the defensive side of the game more. He said afterwards, um, and uh, yeah, he was he was impressive playing uh, out on the left, wasn't he? But he, he brings an energy, doesn't he, and a drive, Albie Morgan. And and yeah, I was pleased to see him involved and pleased with his performance on on Tuesday evening. Yeah, I was delighted for him. I'm someone that I think consistently on this pod has sung his praises even right back at the start when when Bowie was critical of him back then and he knows that that tough love seems to get the best out of him I think he's he's proven that on a number of occasions but this seemed a little bit different because he wasn't even on the bench or anything and we were just hearing nothing about him and fair play to him he brought him in and as you say he probably hasn't played an awful lot of football for a while Uh, I don't know if he's been playing for the under 23s at all but he came in and, and you're right that energy that he brings and that that ability to just pick a pass that nobody else can see is is crucial for us. And obviously we need players that, that track back as well. And he has started to add that into his game. I know it might have been last season, there were a few times where he called him out individually for several goals that we'd conceded. But he seems a lot more well-rounded as a player now. Uh, and credit to Boya for, for being patient within him and for, for working on that with him. But yeah, it's good to have a, a fit, good inform Albie Morgan as an option because you've got him you've got the likes of Prattley and and now Watson who I think has looked a lot better in recent games who kind of will do the hard working kind of dirty side of the game in midfield and then you've got the likes of of Jake and him and Shinny who are a bit more flair on the ball can pick a pass um, as you say a bit more all action box to box and I think that to have those those assets and those options in both of those kind of roles in midfield is really important uh, and obviously we've got got Miller and Jayasimi for when we want quick rapid players on the flanks as well so we've got a nice a nice midfield there I don't know if he's fully got the balance of how he wants the midfield to play yet uh, and I've said a few times I'm sure not sure about that but they're all good players individually uh, and for Albie himself great to have him back and I thought he put in a a really good performance on on Tuesday. Mm, yeah, now that defensive solidity has been so important for us over the last few weeks, and you know the the, the skipper's played a big part in that. Nath Jason Pierce has come mm. in, and you know we can't forget that he and he'll put his hands up as well. He's been involved in some of these individual errors that we've seen this season that have blighted the campaign. But he you know hasn't really put a foot wrong in the in the last the, the last few games since he's come back in, uh, and a Jason Pierce firing on all cylinders is a Jason Pierce that is very useful to, to any side in League One. Oh, of course it is. I think with Jason Pierce, you know what you're going to get. Um, if, if if the game's more of a battle and it's going to be quite direct, I think, you know, 
he's going to he's going to relish that, and he loves those sort of challenges. Um, I think the only uh, games that he probably doesn't like is when you've got quick players that are go, like to go in behind or like to have the movement. I think that's when um, he tends to give quite a lot of fouls away, but uh, we haven't come across that yet. But I think, yeah, that's not going against anything uh, like, like he's been for the last few games. Just like every central defender we've had, apart from Akin and Ryan, you know, we've we've criticised, you know, Gunter being there, Pratt sometimes, Deji, um, and Pierce. They've made mistakes, obviously the latter two the most. And um, so when when they make mistakes, we criticise them, and when they have good games, we should we should praise them, and that's what we're doing. So I think it just leads by example. Um, it's just that aggression. Um, we just look more organised. I think Ben Watson's played a key role in that as well. I think he's been a lot more disciplined. Um, not that he was been a, you know, he's running around like a headless chicken before. But I think when he's playing in a diamond on his own, um, I think other teams can play in and around him. Um, and I think he's had, he's he's been quite key in obviously being on the ball as well with Jake. So, but I think the difference with that is Albie come out on the on the on the left hand side on the or the right hand side on um, on Tuesday. Interesting that he doesn't play DJ there. Does he not trust him? Uh, not playing an out-and-out winger, I don't know. But, good, yeah, just going back to defence, we've been great. I think Amos, again, on Tuesday was brilliant. Come for everything. Um, and it just takes so much pressure off the defence. But anything's thrown at Jace, you know he's going to, you know, he's going to battle. He'll always give you 100%, you know. And um, But, yeah, I think he's been absolutely brilliant. And we, we, we need him for these next three games, of which you'd have to say they're winnable games. So, cut the mistakes out like we have and uh, we've got every chance. Mm, yeah, long may it continue for, for PSC. Obviously, um, you know, he was playing alongside Darren Prattley on, on, on Tuesday evening, Tom. And uh, I think in, in the clip we'll hear from Bo soon. I did ask... Uh, actually, I don't think I made it, he made it into the clip. But um, I did ask Bo why, why he stuck uh, Prattley in ahead of Deji. You know, I've got my own theories. Because... Uh, <laughs> Because unfortunately, Deji's made too many mistakes. And to be fair, when Prattley's played at centre half, I can't think of too many errors that he personally was involved with. Maybe one of the ones away at Burton. Um, but in terms of actually giving away goals, you know, glaring ones like that, I don't think he's done that as much, unfortunately, as, as Deji has. Um, and it does say a lot that, that Bo's obviously choosing to trust Prattley there rather than Deji. But for me, he's, he, he, he does a, a fairly solid job there, to be fair. Yeah, I completely agree. I think Prattley's kind of average out of 10, if you like, per game is, is more consistent Deji. You know, you're probably going to be getting maybe anywhere between a 6 and an 8 out of 10 on a regular basis from uh, from Prattley. And with Deji, you can have moments that are a 9 where he's clearing a ball off a line or making a goal-saving tackle, but you can have plenty of moments that are a 1 or a 2 where he's making mistakes that are leading directly to goals. And yeah, I, I think the one issue you have with a, a Prattley and Pierce defence, a bit like Naif just said about Pierce himself, is if they're ma- being made to turn against their own goal, uh, against a quick pacey forward, then they're possibly in trouble. But if you're defending that little bit deeper with the low block, as, as Naif said, and you've got someone like Watson playing in form in front of them, then that threat probably is slightly nullified anyway. So uh, particularly in recent games, it just hasn't been a problem. And so Prattley, I think has done really well there. You're right. I, I have a feeling there was one or two games where we perhaps questioned a little bit of his performance there. I can't off the top of my head remember which game and it, it was definitely a long while ago in the season. So on the whole, he's been very good there and 
Yeah, I think that we, obviously we all want Fanwo to be playing pretty much every week and I know we're being careful with him. I've seen Innes is back in training as well, so he's not going to play there, you would think, once they're fit, but he's done a very, very good job there. And if you're going to have Prattley and Watson in the same team, you don't want them both at the, the base of a midfield for me. So it gives you an opportunity to play both and, and get the, the best out of both of them, I think. So, yeah, he was very good again on Tuesday. Yeah, certainly was. Now, I mean, Nathan, just before we hear from both of them, it's so, it's so important to get that monkey off our back. You know, our home win for the first time since uh, sort of early December against AFC Wimbledon. Shame we couldn't get that home clean sheet, but, you know, we weren't far off getting one as well. Um, it was so important. I mean, there, there were little changes, weren't there? I know the, the changing of, of going back to our own dressing room, although... I'm really not a believer that that could possibly make that much of a difference because I think when you're midway through a first half and, and you go to make a challenge that you end up losing losing the ball or something, you're not. It's not because halfway through making that challenge you thought, oh god, I got dressed in the uh, in the Millennium Lounge today, didn't I? I mean, <laughs> if that is, then you really have got some problems. But um, uh, hopefully, a, a change of mentality, wherever that problem was, we, you know, things change because it was Shrewsbury coming up Saturday. No, it's a massive chance for three points at home again, and, and we need them really. So, hopefully, now we've just got whatever that problem is out of the way. It could be hopefully be the start of a home run. We've already started the run officially, started at Wigan, but the home run needs to needs to continue as well. Yeah, of course it does. I think it's great, you know, winning away from home. And I think there's a stat today we've kept the most clean sheets away from home for I don't know how long it was, but yeah, it's like since uh, since Bowyer's come in. Yeah. Um, Charlton have kept uh, more clean sheets away from home than anyone else other than Man City, who I'd argue are almost as good as Charlton. So you know, it's a great, yeah, it's exactly. a great, great stat. <laughs> exactly, but uh, but yeah, we do we do need to um, uh, obviously tighten up, put loosely uh, the home form. I just don't. I mean, I know there were there were instances in there where you know we had a couple of screamers and everything seemed to go in, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But we have also made some errors like glaring errors um silly errors really and if we cut those out we, we were always in a chance of winning a game which we've we've shown that you know we we've, we know we might not create as much as we used to um but we will and we've got every chance of winning so i think yes saturday again is another game not to take it uh not getting too excited because i remember the last time we played shrewsbury i think they scored last minute didn't they so yeah, every game is difficult, and I think I think I think I think Tom might have said it on this podcast before. Is that not you look at the league, and it's not you don't really have anyone that's that outstanding in it. Um, Sunderland are picking up, um, which I expect to be Lee Johnson going there. But yeah, no one's really standing out that much, and anyone can beat anyone on a day. So it's it's an opportunity that we just get another win, then move on to the next one, and then the next one. Because all we can do is win our games and then see where it takes us. If we finish seventh, we finish seventh. If we finish first, which I think we're going to do, and then uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm joking, um, then we do. So we can only just take it one step at a time. It starts with Shrewsbury on Saturday because we all know like, when I must admit when Rochdale came up when we played Rochdale at home, I thought we was going to spank them. Really, uh, we scored four, but then we were also woefully <laughs> in the defence. So yeah. we just got to take one game at a time, mate. Yeah, excellent stuff. Right, let's hear from Lee Bowyer then after the game uh, against Northampton on Tuesday. I asked the Addicts boss what he made of it. Um, I thought we was very good from start to finish. First 20, 20, 30 minutes, I thought we should have scored at least two. Um, so, yeah, I thought we deserved to win. I thought we, we controlled the game. I've got one disappointing thing. It's obviously conceding that late one. Um, 
because I think we, we deserved the back four and the keeper deserved a, another clean sheet. So I thought they were solid. It's uh, great to get that monkey off your back, of course. No home wins in so long. And at the start of this uh, this run of three home games in a row, you know, it, it's, it's got you off to, to quite a nice start there. If you, if you can keep that up, I mean, with the table looking as it is now, only one point outside the playoffs, all of a sudden I think Charlton have really played themselves back into this race now. Yeah, no, I didn't think we was ever out of it. Um, I knew if we just stopped them silly mistakes and giving teams head starts, then... And, uh, I knew we'd have a chance, and, and that's what's happened. The only thing that's changed looks solid, um, look solid, and, and look like we're going to create chances. So, um, but yeah, long way to go, though. Long way to go. Um, a lot of points to play for. So. Obviously, great to see Connor get his two goals today. Um, you know, you—I think you're asking for a little bit more from him a couple of weeks ago, and he's obviously repaid you today. Yeah, yeah. See, with with Connor, the one thing I do know I'm going to get is hard work and his unselfishness at the weekend um, at Oxford. No, not at the weekend. Sorry, at Wigan. Um, his work rate was was exceptional for the team, which probably some people don't don't notice. You know, um, but. Today, uh, his movement caused them problems from the start. We knew that they he would cause them a threat down the sides and they, they didn't really like that, their centre-halves. And, and he's worked great. I'm, I'm really pleased with him because he worked so hard for the team. There's uh, a lot of the dirty stuff, you know, that, that the other strikers need him to do because the other two, their mobility isn't their, uh, their asset, if you like. But Connor... Um, I watched his socks off. His hold-up play was very good as well, I thought. So, that's something that he's, he's improving on. So, so, yeah, I'm pleased for him. And Albie Morgan came back into the side today as well. Um, I heard you praising him on, on Valley Pass. So, what, what did you make of his uh, his performance overall? Because he's been out been out for a while. So, to, to come back and, and perform like he did was uh, must have been quite pleasing. Yeah, it's difficult with Albie. You know, he's, he's, he's a young lad that's come through the the system and he's learning the game and learning the trade and, and uh, he'll play a few and then he, he seems to run out of steam a bit but today he's been patient like he's been really patient in training he's been he's been really good uh, I said before the game that he he deserved to start because how well he's been training he looked really really sharp um, we had a few tired players that that needed a rest, and um, the good thing for me is that now Albie's just—I I know I can trust him now. That's that's the most important thing that I can trust him uh, to do the defensive side of the game. It's all learning, but he's doing it a lot better, and uh, I've never doubted how good he's on the ball. So. Um, but I'm, I'm pleased for him because, again, he's grabbed that opportunity. You know? And uh, another one that, that I'll praise. Like when you do well, I'll praise you. And, and he's done that today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. kick and then Washington and Stockley combine it's back with Washington can he get the ball in the box he can to Stockley no just beyond him finds Miller though will he take the shot he does and it's the goal John take the lead 17 and a half minutes gone and a fully deserved one of that yeah totally agree tell this time they make MK Dons pay John pressed really really well in his opening 17 minutes we spoke about the opportunities they should have created and nearly had one through Darren Bratley just a minute ago this time the ball on the right side lovely ball in from Washington and again, an overload on the left-hand side. Stockley could have got it. Instead, he leaves it for Liam Miller. And that's a lovely finish from the Liverpool loading. Charlton Live. Right, so welcome back to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview. Just before the break there, we heard from uh, Lee Boyer. Um, yeah, Big, big turnaround for him it's been, isn't it, Tom, really? What do you think what we were saying after that game at Blackpool, uh, against Blackpool? Um, you know, the, the pressure, sort of, he tried to take the pressure off, really, the players, and I guess it's worked, but in a way it's worked so much that we're now one point outside the playoffs again and that pressure will start to build once more. Yeah, at least it's a different pressure, I guess. I think uh, he deserves a lot of credit. Obviously, you're going to have ups and downs as a manager, and we spoke a lot about the intensified environment of the fact that everybody's stuck at home with not much else to do so football pretty much is you know the one thing that they're looking forward to and so when you lose I think the the criticism is heightened even more I think we've all been fairly consistent on this show as saying we've not really wavered in our support for Boyer at any point but but some fans have and look it probably only takes one defeat for some fans to to jump straight onto that that bandwagon again but he's proven before that he can get teams out of a rut like this um and as you say the the run has kind of started by itself if you like we are we're playing okay we're getting some results um and i think we're probably about in the league where where we should be uh but yeah he deserves a, a huge amount of credit because i think he he comes in for criticism similar to what what nave said about pierce he comes in for criticism when we lose and he deserves praise when we win and yeah, it's not pretty at the moment and it, it's not the, be- the best performances in the world, but it's effective and it's getting us results. So, yeah, I'm pleased. And the things that I questioned during the bad run were our 
our identity and our best 11. I still don't necessarily think that I'm seeing that yet. But I think little things like the decision not to bring Jayasimi on, for example, like to playing Prattley instead of Deji. I wonder if he's just starting really to go back to players he knows he trusts and go back to a, a system that he he knows or feels more comfortable with and, it, and it's working. And maybe he needs a summer to work on those different aspects and, and see what works. But yeah, he deserves credit because whatever he's done in the last few weeks has definitely worked. And as you say, points-wise, we're still very much in it. Certainly are. Uh, right, let's have a look at some of the tweets and emails that have come in. Alex uh, Charlton Legend says, K Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. We're going to Wembley, K Sarah, Sarah. See, not just us, not just us, Nath, who think it's going to happen. Uh, Tom Bramley uh, says, uh, not a great game, but we were in control throughout and never really looked in danger. The next couple of home games are vital for our top six hopes, especially with Pompey not playing this weekend, but realistically, I think we'll come up uh, just short uh, this season. That's from Tom uh, Bramley. We had an email as well from Mr. Phil. Uh, Hi, Phil. Says, hi, guys. How nice to be able to write in about a good all-round performance. I thought we looked solid in defence, as we have done for the last two games. Competitive in midfield, uh, where I believe that Watson and Jake Forster-Kasky are building a good understanding uh, and more positive going forward. It certainly seems that we have worked hard on eliminating the negative parts of our game and are definitely moving in the right direction now. We also have a nearly fully fit squad uh, which must help for what will be a long run into the end of the season and possibly a result of bringing Danny Murphy back the physio not obviously the former I was going to say former Liverpool player but he played for us as well but the former film goer Danny Murphy uh, I was a bit confused over the criticism of the penalty award as I felt that both players started off by going for the ball but their player turned his back and jumped into Jake Forster-Kasky quite why he did that I'm not sure uh, as he would probably have won the ball cleanly as Jake's run appeared to be a bit late overall I thought it was possibly the best refereeing performance we have experienced for a few seasons as he punished both sides in equal proportion to the fouls committed and didn't stand for any nonsense either for my side didn't quite do the Darren Drysdale headbutt but you know never mind I uh, wish there were a few more referees who refereed that way uh, as we didn't uh, referee players on reputation but with an open mind if we keep working as hard in all departments for the rest of the season surely nothing is off the table we know uh, we have no easy games in this division so we need to stay fully focused in every game bring on Shrewsbury yeah excellent email cheers for that uh, Mr Phil yeah Nathan he mentioned, he mentioned Ben Watson actually I don't think we, we mentioned Ben but he, he's he's picked up hasn't he last last few games he, he's actually starting to look a bit more like the player we thought we'd signed uh, in, in the summer yeah, yeah of course he has and I think uh, I mentioned earlier that he's become more disciplined but we're also to what what we brought him in for is to, to try and dictate the tempo a little bit which I think when you've got um when you've got Jake Forster Casty next to him, it gives you that bit of energy. It gives you that bit of intensity, the, you know, um, and uh, and the, and the pressing from Jake. He can do the cleaning up bit. He can do the ugly side. He can do the win the you know win the te- tactical fouls. I call them. And um, I mean, yeah, he's just showing a, a level head, and I think that's what we needed, um, especially in the middle of that park. Uh, it's just just doing the simple things playing the simple balls, really. And he's conf- confident, confident and comfortable on the ball, uh, along with Jake. So he's come, he's come in. I mean, he had a bit of a stop-start and then he got injured. and But he's come back and done really well. So, um, yeah, I'm really pleased for him. Um, and, yeah, I think he's definitely showing of what, what we expected from him. Because we know he's not going to go and get you 10 goals a season. We know what he was brought in for and, and that's what he's doing at the moment. Excellent stuff. Right. Uh, one other interesting thing happened this week. Uh, the... 
arrival of a new uh, a new board member. Uh, what would they call it? A non-executive uh, something or other. <laughs> I don't know, but it's uh, it's a chap called uh, Leo Rifkind who's, who's joined the club. Um, you know, he was part of the Freshfields, the lawyers uh, that that was uh, part of the um, the 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 takeover. Uh, not an executive director, they've called him. The part of the takeover with, with Thomas Sang, I brought him on board. Obviously, you know, I don't really know what he's going to do yet, but it's it's just um it's just interesting to see how you know Thomas is still building up the club, these building blocks he's putting in place to to you know look to run run it you know successfully and you know like an actual business and not not the absolute cluster we were this this time this time last year, Tom. Yeah, what I like about about Thomas is he's he's bought a business. And then he's putting people into roles to run that business. And that's quite a, a canny way of operating. Sounds so simple when, when you put it like that, doesn't it? Yeah, well, Roland really struggled with, the, with that concept. He thought the idea was to fire absolutely everybody and then not even bother running it himself, which, you know, was, was a way of, of trying to do it, but ultimately failed. So, yeah, I think it's a sign of just how kind of dire straits the club was that Thomas has, has employed as many people as he has into these kind of don't know what you want to call them, maybe leadership roles. Um, and I guess he's building up a bit of a, a board again above the kind of footballing side to make make business decisions. He's talked a lot about making the club more commercial and, you know, bring in more money. We've seen kind of marketing come back and sponsors come back and things like Valley Pass obviously driving numbers up with the, with the changes he's made there. And I'm sure it's costing him a fair bit, you know, extra salaries and and things that he's having to to put into his pocket but ultimately it's bringing that professionalism back to the club and and that is how it should be run uh see as you say what he's going to do day to day I don't know but from the work he did obviously with Freshfields to to get the club under Thomas Sangard's ownership he's clearly good at his job so hopefully he'll come in and and as I say take some of the pressure off the non-footballing side so uh yeah I don't think it can be a bad thing and decisions Thomas have made so far have all been good so I think we're going to trust him, aren't we, and, and see what happens. Mm, yeah, it's credible to think what was going on exactly a year ago this week. You know, amazed it's already been a year, but, you know, it doesn't time fly when you're just having the worst year ever. But um, uh, it's a year since it all blew up between, you know, Tanoon and, and Southall publicly, that public spat, and it all came to a head on the 12th. So tomorrow or Friday, if you're listening, it is, it is a year to the day since... You know, and I think people forget what the what these three did for our club. But Mick Everett, Ollie Groom, and uh, Tracy Lieber went in to confront Matt Southall and get him out. You know, put the, put their jobs on the line, their livelihoods on the line. These aren't people who, who you know earn, earn footballers' wages. These are people who are earning an honest living, doing doing what they do, and 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 they they put themselves on the line to go and you know protect our club. And we have to remember what they did for us. But also, oh, it's amazing. It's a year ago, and and how quickly it's it's turned around, and we're now looking more stable. Even if we aren't quite where we want to be on, on the football side yet, you know these things take time, Nath. But considering where we were a year ago, and I was driving away from the valley that night, wondering if we will have a club to support a week later. You know, so it's amazing to to think what's happened between now and then, and and how close we came to to the absolute brink, and you know, even even with with what followed then with with Paul Elliott and and Farnell as well. Yeah, it's madness, isn't it? Really, I think it's what was it about a year ago when this uh, this slight thing called coronavirus knocked about as well, wasn't it? It feels feels longer than that. It feels like about fifteen years. I feel like I've aged. I've lost my hair. Yeah, granted, it was voluntary, but yeah, a lot's gone on and. It's just nice to see us in some sort of shape because before it was just getting a bit boring, really. 
and it was it was just boring. It was dull. It was negative. Um, you know, every, when you think back and look at all the stuff that happened, it's incredible how we're still here. And so, as you mentioned, to the people that sort of was involved in making it happen or getting the wheels in motion and the hard work from everyone um, to to get to get the old regime out, and it's it's slightly it's looking positive now. Um, we're getting people in who know who know football, no commercial. You know, um, obviously the new new hire obviously won't be doing day to day stuff as an NED, but I think it's it's just something that we can be positive about and let us all focus on the football and then you know let Thomas be the businessman and get him to set his stall as, as he is and, and make us successful so but it's absolutely crazy when you put it like that it was a year ago um, is, that, is it a year ago when all the voice notes come out about uh what was it called? I don't know. I can't <laughs> yeah, it. Is the, it a year uh, ago then as well? Yeah, so that yeah, so that they came out on was it the Monday? I think it was the Monday night. I remember I was trying to watch uh, that Noughts and Crosses show that was quite good about uh, about this time last year, and all it, it all kicked off. And then as, as the week came out, we saw all the, the 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 numbers relating to the flats and the Land Rovers and the the tittle tattle between the two of them about how Tanoon hasn't put any money into the club and we were uh, under an embargo we found out it all came out you know crazy 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 week uh I was just going I, I was looking through my tweets from that night and I feel like I hit the nail on the head nicely when I said this is a massive mess and no one looks good in it um because yeah I was glad to be uh rid of all those you know absolute idiots basically right let's have another quick break when we come back we will look ahead uh, to the game with Shrewsbury <laughs> Swings it towards the far post. Innis jumps, heads down. Bogle touchdown. Bradley! Smacks it in! And Charlotte take the lead. That's a really well-worked corner. Innis with the head down. Bogle touches it. And Darren Prattley, the substitute, just smacks it into the roof of the net. Charlton Live. Right, welcome back. This is the final part of this week's Charlton Live, the big match preview. Let's look ahead then to the game with Shrewsbury. Let's hear from Addicts boss Lee Bayer uh, previewing the match himself. Starts, as always, with a bit of team news, uh, injury updates. Uh, first of all, uh, of course, for Akin Fainwo. We have to manage him. We have to try and manage all the players, Terry. Um, all of them have different problems at different times and that's why sometimes I leave people out and when they don't deserve to, for, for one reason or another, I'll always try and look after them, you know. So, um, obviously, I can just come back from a long time out and played a few games in quick succession. So, the right thing to do was to, to leave him out of that one. If not, then he would have he would have broken down. So, but he's okay. He trained today. You got He's going to train today and then um, hopefully he can uh, be in and around the weekend again. Obviously, you've got Ryan Innes going through a similar situation. Now. He's a little bit older. Uh, does that mean there's slightly less pressure? He's slightly, a bit more advanced physically than, than Akin, maybe? Uh, not really. He's, he was out a lot longer, wasn't he, Ryan? Um, again, he's another one that we're just going to have to manage. It's, 
when you've had a long injury, it's more like day by day. You have to keep making sure they're okay. And sometimes you get a bit of tightness when you come back. And then it's just a case of, okay, their body tells us what to do, really. Um, but everybody's body is different. So, uh, yeah, Ryan's another one. He, he'll train again today, tomorrow. And then um, we're assessing then. Okay, how's he feeling now after these two days? And so, uh, yeah, all, all the players, Terry, we, we do the same with everyone when they've come back from the injury. But when they've been this long, you just have to be a bit more careful. And Alex Gilby, I believe, is, is on the fringe as well. How's his progress? Yeah, same. Same. I think he was out for a little bit, wasn't he? Uh, then came back, looked good, made a couple of 23 games, uh, looked really good in training and he was in and around the starting 11 just before the, like on the Thursday when he got the injury. Uh, he really stood out. Um, so it was disappointing for him. But again, he's gone back out. Now he's back training again. So again, we're going to have to assess him and see if, if he needs some 23 minutes, uh, play for the 23s to get some minutes into him again to get him up a little bit, you know. Um, so again, these lads that have just come back, we're just assessing them and seeing what they need and how we can make them strong, ready to play. Which just leaves really Adam Matthews as, as one that's uh, clearly not going to be ready for a while. Do, do you have a time scale on Adam yet? Yeah, he won't be too long. Um, he's not going to be too long, maybe a week, 10 days. He's not He's not going to be too long at all. Two weeks tops, I'd say, but I don't even think that long. Yeah, on to um, the Saturday story. And uh, we've seen to have... Uh, Come up against teams that are in decent forms. Um, in Northampton, we're on a good run before we played them. Oxford, run a half-decent run before we played them, etc., etc. Um, Saturday, obviously, we've got Shrewsbury. They've, apart from stuttering a little bit, they, they won again on Tuesday. Um, they don't score many and they don't uh, they don't let in many. So, it could be a tight game. You've got to be patient this weekend. Yeah, they play through at the back. Very big, solid, like a solid team. I remember um, when we played them away, we, it was tough. It was a tough game. Um, they don't give much away. If you keep crossing the ball, crossing the ball, that's their strength. They've got three big lumps in the middle of the goal that just had everything away. So I think the goal we scored when we played up there was a, was a good goal. Obviously, something that we'd worked on as well. So, but Going forward, they look to hit you on the break uh, with, with pace. You've got Wally in the side, who's a good player. We, we know him from a couple of years ago. So, uh, yeah, we've, again, we have to be at it. And, and if we keep knocking on the door, then we need to make sure that the door's open when we, when we, take them, when we get them chances. So, so, yeah, it's going to be a tough game, though, Terry. They're, they're not a bad side at all. Yeah, you mentioned at their place, it was a last-minute uh, penalty, last-second penalty that uh, they got them back in it, which sort of happened to us a lot, especially early part of the season. With what's happened in the last, uh, certainly Tuesday, where we got the penalty, um, sometimes we don't get those decisions. Uh, even Connor's goal, second goal, went through some bodies to get to, to find the back of the net. You fit, do you feel yourself or do the, to the side feel that things are beginning to change in terms of luck? Um, I, I wouldn't say the first one 
that's got to be the most blatantest penalty I've ever seen. <laughs> no, I've been So we, that was a penalty. It wasn't like a soft one, not like when we played Blackpool when they got their penalty. Like it was nothing like that. This was a proper penalty. Like <laughs> he wiped him out. The uh, the second one. The, the, the thing that pleased me most is that Shinny's had the shot and he's kept it down, and then we get the rebound, and the rebound falls to us. We ain't been having that. Like we've been having shots and blocks, and but it's never really fell for someone. Um, so yeah, that that was the pleasing thing for me, and then kind of done the right thing, kept it low, and and then it went in. So, but we ain't had much of that luck where things dropped to us in the box, you know. Um, so yeah, hopefully things are gonna start evening evening themselves out. That's it then. Uh, Boya looking ahead to the game on Saturday, saying that he thinks we we, we we finally start to see a little bit of luck turning, hopefully, uh, over the last few games. Uh, not necessarily with the penalty, but with, with some other things. And, and you know, we, we, we've we needed an element of that, I guess, Tom, a bit of luck turning, but we've had to make it ourselves, really. And, and you know, it, it's, it's not luck, the fact that we've stopped giving away some silly goals over the last few weeks as well. And that's what we need to, you know, we need to continue in that vein on Saturday. Yeah, exactly. As we said about Tuesday night, we've gone back to basics. And yes, we have had a little bit of luck with the penalty, but we missed a penalty last weekend. So we've also had things not go our way. So yeah, I think we've just generally improved in recent weeks. As I said, we've gone back to basics. We've done the the not so pretty stuff in the game much better. Um, and there is, there's not a lot of margin in a lot of these games. Uh, you know, there there's, tends to be one goal either way, even on Tuesday, as you say, we were a few minutes away from getting a two-goal win and, and it ended up just being a goal again. So these games are tight um, and, yeah, it's going to be another one like that at the weekend. So uh, it's difficult. I know what I say about the league in general, but there's no easy game because I, I lump us in being as bad as everybody else. I think when I say the state of the league, what I mean is that it's quite an even playing field. Whatever the quality of it, every team is about as good as, as everybody else or about as bad as everybody else. So... I don't necessarily, a couple of years ago when we were down here, I talked a lot about needing an arrogance and a swagger and, you know, we should go into these games with confidence because I thought we had a side that was a lot better than everybody else and ultimately, last minute at Wembley proved that just. But I think this year, I don't think it is the case. This year, I think all the sides are pretty similar and you go into every game not necessarily knowing which way it's going to go and and Saturday will be no different. But we're on a, a better run. We're hopefully getting a bit more confidence in the side and... And that can go a long way in these tight games. So, yeah, it's going to be another tough one. But I certainly think that we could we could get all three points. Mm, yeah, Shrewsbury side who've uh, just just uh, won their last game away at Rochdale two 0 the first winning four. They they had a you know a good little spell obviously when when Steve Cotterill came in and you know he's been he's been extremely ill recently and, and obviously we wish him all all the best. But um, you know we remember the game they gave us at their place. It was one of our worst performances of the season. If I if if I'm remember correctly and obviously there's one where Johnny Williams got slagged off sorry Tom sorry to bring that up again um and, and we gave away a last minute penalty I mean they were hard to break down it took we had to be extremely patient to get chances in that game and I, I expect more of the same really on Saturday and, and we've we proved on Tuesday Nath that we can be patient um we haven't been ripping teams apart in terms of creating chances recently but if we're patient and, and, and dig in and, and stay solid at the back, then you'd expect us to, you know, find a way through at some point. You'd hope so anyway. Yeah, I think so. I think what you'll probably find now, a lot of teams will come at, come to us and do exactly what Northampton did really. Um, probably sit back 
you know, try and go a bit more direct and wait for a mistake because um, that's been the sort of downfall of us in, obviously not the last three games, but the ones prior. So um, I just think, I find, I find that we struggle a little bit when people, you know, sit behind the ball and make the game ugly. Um, but sometimes we have to do that um, and it will be the same. It's going to be an even, probably one or two goals in it like it is always. Um, I'd love to obviously batter someone, but I don't know if that's going to happen this season. But yeah, so it's going to be a tight game. But um, yeah, I mean, in terms of Johnny Williams, there will be a chance for, I know Tom's missing him, but there will be someone who looks like him down there on Saturday. If, if, you, if you go onto the Shrewsbury's website and look at their physiotherapist and then you'll see Tom will get his little Johnny Johnny Williams fix of Jordan Beach, his name is. Um, <laughs> what the hell look. are you looking up the, the Shrewsbury's? I've literally, I was looking at their team to see who they, because I know they had a centre-half. I wanted to see if they still had Aaron Pierre, who's a centre-half. And so I've scrolled down. I've just looked at physiotherapist and it's Johnny Williams' his, like, love child. But um, I'll let you guys look at that your own time. But yeah, Saturday's going to be <laughs> going to be a good game. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm just going to be fixated on the physio now. The whole game. Have you seen it? No. Google, Google okay. it after the show. Honestly, yeah, it's banner. Uh, I've, at... ju- I've just had a look. I've just had a look. Impressed. <laughs> I mean, well, there's some photos of him where he's got hair, and he looks just like go on, a, a Ben. Reeves. Just a he looks team. like a Ben Reeves character, but his his management photo is a bit Johnny Williams. What's yeah. his name? What's yeah, his name? Jordan Beach. So if you go shrewsburytown.com forward slash teams forward slash first hyphen team and then he's like just Oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Oh I'm gonna tweet oh, uh, we're doing it we're doing our admin on the show here, but I'm gonna tweet that. I'm gonna tweet that after the show. Right, um looking at our team, uh Nave uh, I'll go with Tom actually, because you know I'm sure he's excitable at the moment. Um uh, up front an EK come back in for Stockley, do you think? Uh, in in defence, Prattley obviously will be replaced by Fainwell, I'd imagine, if he's if he's fit enough to go. Um, you know, is, is there a place in our on our bench for the Shrewsbury Town physio? Do you reckon? I mean, you know, I would have him in there, but <laughs> I think I think yeah, I I'd imagine an EK coming back in. Like I said, I just think, especially given the, just that tendency that we had towards the latter stages of that game to to lump it to Stockley. I'd like to see an EK in there. I'd love to see Morgan Morgan keep his place. I don't think there's any need necessarily to change up the midfield. Possibly you bring Shinny in. Um, and yeah, Fanwaro, I would think, possibly come in. Um, I know I said I don't like changing a back four after a win, but we didn't keep a clean sheet. So I think possibly uh, maybe a change there. So yeah, one or two changes, but, but nothing wholesale. I think largely we'll aim to play in that same sort of pragmatic way. So I don't think he'll be doing anything too too dramatic in terms of changes. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the, the interesting one, I don't know, there's a couple. I think I think there was a potential injury to Jake that was mentioned today, but ho- hopefully he'll be fit enough to play. But, you know, Liam Miller, been a bit in and out in terms of performances recently. But I, I, my, my argument is keep him in because he drives us forward, drives us up the pitch, even if he isn't getting his crosses quite right at the moment. What do you reckon, Nath? Yeah, I don't... I mean, we were chatting the other day. There's been a couple of instances where it's just not come off of him. Um, and it has been a little bit frustrating. Uh, the only difference is I wouldn't play him on the right. I think he's a lot more ineffective over that side. Um, because, you know, you know he can beat his man, but I think he's a lot more dangerous drifting inside. Um, because I think when he plays on the on the left, when he cuts inside, it gives Martson a chance to, for the overload. Whereas when it's when he's on the right, it's usually him and Chris Gunter getting in the way of each other. Um, so I'll probably play on my left. I'll probably start him. Um, 
I think he hasn't done too bad in terms of deserving to be dropped. But it'd be interesting now if he does go with Anike because I thought he'd done well when he came on Anike, second goal especially. And um, but they're a big team, Shrewsbury. They've got uh, Banks, Landell, and uh, Rashawn Williams are a big old unit. So I would imagine they're obviously going to be looking at set pieces. And judging by our, you know, the the goal we conceded on Tuesday, we need to tighten up that because they can be a threat. So, be interesting how he goes. I'd like to see Albie given a game again because I think we touched on him earlier. I think um, he showed a real enthusiasm, a real hunger, and I think that probably impressed Bowyer. Um, you know, he was willing to get his foot in. You know, he made he made a good tactical foul, as I like to call him, as I've said already. But yeah, I like I like Albie to give a go, and and I think Shinny's one as well. It's just again just trying that ba- you know trying to find that balance of not being too gung ho because obviously if we play a four and you've got Shinny and Morgan in there and Miller. You know, you're not, you're not, you haven't really got a lot to be disciplined. So, be interesting how he play, plays it. But options, um, I'd like to see Ronnie giving a go, but I don't think how he can drop uh, Connor. Mm, excellent stuff. Right, uh, we've run out of time on the, this week's uh, big match preview. Thanks for all of you uh, who've tuned in all the way to the end. Thank you to Tom and Nathan for joining me on this week's show. Cheers, boys. Cheers, mate. Uh, Tom desperately trying to work out how he can get into the Shrewsbury <laughs> team and get injured as soon as possible. Um, uh, thanks for listening. I've been Louis Mendes. We'll be back on Sunday to find out if Tom was successful uh, in that challenge. Uh, look forward to speaking to you guys then. bit an image of him isn't he yeah. 100% but when you see him with hair they look so different oh really yeah look what yeah. oh yeah I wonder what happened to his hair <laughs> just I'll just click on his name <laughs> <laughs> I just stuck him into like Google image search I was trying to find oh that's brilliant that is he looks like a cross between like he looks like if Johnny Williams and Nicky Bailey had a ba- baby that's what it looked like <laughs> Right, so I bet they wouldn't be very good in front of goal, would they? <laughs> Outrageous. Oh, Tom's fuming. <laughs>